to episode 208 of the Loco Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing today, man? Not too bad, actually. Cool. Yeah. I just went, left the house only to go buy, like, some chips to eat with my dinner. I could end up buying more than that, obviously, but otherwise I've just been inside all day. I am, uh, alright, so, we just... So, so Saturday nights typically as a family we watch we watch a movie and stuff like that. And that's so after this movie we had a little time, so we watched some like Mickey Mouse shorts. Alright. And um uh this is one of my absolute favorite things being a parent and stuff. Just watching the absolute like confusion on my child's face. Um <laughs> but so we watched a couple of those and uh in a couple of them they had like tornadoes and whirlwinds and stuff like that. All right. And after we're done, like my my son looks at me and he goes, he's like, "Yeah, whirlwinds aren't real." And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, they're they're actually real. And he just like looks at me like he doesn't really trust me. And, and like we're like, no, like totally, they're like actually a real thing. And like so we had to, like look at pictures of like, um, uh, you know, like actual tornadoes. tornadoes. And yeah, and like and then he's like he's like but he's like but whirlwinds don't hurt you and stuff like that. And we're like, well, you know, like I'm having to explain this, but like. There's been a number of times where where he's been like, this thing isn't real, and I had to explain to him it's like, nah, it totally is. Like volcanoes. Oh, he just does. He didn't believe in the volcanoes. No, he's like, it, like, because we were talking about volcanoes or something, and, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, volcanoes aren't real. I'm like, nope, they're real. And he's like, just like, look, has that gives that look where he's like, are you with me, man? Like, <laughs> are you serious that there's like literally mountains that shoot fire out of the top and they're real, but unicorns aren't? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there, the, there's some other animal he did it with and stuff like that. And every time it happens, I just find it to be the most glorious thing ever. Man, that re- that reminds me of like the meme that was like, man, when I was eight year old, eight years old, I thought the Bermuda Triangle was a much bigger deal than it actually is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, it's made me stop and think and be like, man, there's a lot of shit in the world that I'm like that you just take for granted and you're if you really stop and look at it you're like man that's weird like yeah like, like mountains yeah, that shoot fire and right? molten rock yeah right or like winds that spin around so fast that they can like lift a house up which sounds like something out of a cartoon yeah but but a horse with a horn on its head is just complete nonsense yeah that's just that is, that's not <laughs> something that could ever actually exist you know you know six foot tall bipedal monkeys nah nah man that's not a real thing no i mean it kind of was but (laughs) i mean yeah but Uh, like i don't know it's just one of those things like you're telling me a unicorn is fake but a giraffe is real yeah (laughs) Uh, i mean that's actually a really good comparison i mean right like if like if i put those two next to each other and we're like all right tell me which one of these is real and which one of these is fake like if you knew like just enough about the of earth to just be like okay like this is what's going on like you're gonna pick the unicorn every time right yeah i mean like if you really want to throw some food just compare it to a platypus right. <laughs> like all right so i have this thing right uh-huh. It's about the size of a beaver, except it has a bill, webbed feet, it lays eggs, and the males have poisonous spurs on their hind legs. Or get out of here. <laughs> or a unicorn. Right. Yeah. Which one do you think yeah. actually exists? Yeah. I mean like some things are just so, so like I'm not gonna lie, like when I was much, much younger, like I totally thought jackalopes existed. Fair. I mean, like it. It doesn't seem that nonsensical, like when you compare it to some of the stuff that you see in life. Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, I'm an idiot," because yeah, it's kind of dumb. I mean, if you when it has the wings, yes, but it was just like, "Oh yeah, this is just a rabbit with antlers." It's like, yeah, right, that, sure. that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, like just a rabbit with antlers. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you could you see know? it. Right. I mean, deer <laughs> deer have antlers. Why can't rabbits have antlers? I mean, the, tons of stuff does. Giraffes have. Antler horns, whatever the hell they are. Basically mythical. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, good talk. Good (laughs) talk. That's enough cheer for today. (laughs) Uh, So, John, I think you had a topic today. (laughs) 
I have a f- I have a few topics. This is going to be a bit of a grab bag episode. Yeah. Just, All right. Can I can I just tell everyone out there what I got sent today? Topic <laughs> idea. Sure. <laughs> like, so I'm like, all right, John, what are we talking about today? And he links me a document that's just titled "John is pissed." <laughs> so. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna buckle up too, and we're gonna <laughs> see how this one goes. So this episode goes out to Russ because he loves episodes where I just go off the deep ends. <laughs> okay. And like I'm not gonna lie, like when I, a lot of this stuff came, like happened earlier in the week, I was like actually concerned because I was like I was rage filled. I mean, it wasn't a good week for any of us. Even no. <laughs> But like I, I had a lot of rage earlier in yeah. the week when I first read a lot of this stuff, and then but then I'm like, man, I really, really hope my my I still have these these strong emotions come Saturday. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, there's so much other random BS that happened through the week that just kept my kept me at that like yeah point in you're, life. You're full tilt. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not full tilt. I'm just definitely have some problems with people <laughs> all right well why don't, why don't you tell us what's on your mind john we'll, we'll be your therapy <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right first things first uh magic legends announced earlier this week i believe on Monday or four days ago july yeah. T- yeah july 29th when was that is that monday well that's the future june 29th june 29th english is hard uh that would have the been tuesday th- thursday tuesday oh yeah i'm in july yes all right right. magic legends is shutting down on october 31st 2021 read the full statement in faq (coughs) so basically what happened is as the devs put it uh the game is not upholding what they themselves had envisioned for it and they don't know if they can fix it basically Mm -hmm. um I feel as if this is really, really weird because for what the game is and what they're trying to do, while it is yet, yes, it is not that polished, compared to a lot of other cryptic games, it's actually, like, perfectly adequate. Yeah. It's probably the way I'd put it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to load up Arc real quick here. Just uh, Apparently there's an update. I regret everything. <laughs> but, so there's STO, which was perfectly fine fine yeah. right you know space combat was awesome ground combat was garbage but you know absolute garbage to, to, to low middling yeah so like you know why are you playing um star trek games to play ground missions right yeah mm-hmm. Neverwinter is still really popular to this day and it's been around for a while mm-hmm. and i know nothing about remnant from the ashes oh Just... i didn't even know it existed so I've heard of it, and I know Yahtzee did a review of it, but that obviously doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you uh, know, he's had some pretty good reviews of stuff. Yeah. So, like, comparatively to everything else, Magic Legends is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a Diablo clone with a clone with a very, very unique style of playing. You know, like the game, the game did make it feel like it was trying to play off of what magic was because of the random spell drawing effect mm-hmm. and I, I, under- I loved that mechanic i thought it was really cool yeah it, it made you like really really think about things and like plan stuff out and like yes while it had problems and while the tutorial took way too goddamn long yeah there were issues you know and like and honestly my biggest complaint is that once you played through the tutorial you had to effectively do all those missions all over again if you actually wanted to unlock the green spells yeah which is just Yes, Don't. games like this are going to be repetitive. They shouldn't be that kind of repetitive, right? Yeah, I agree. So, but there was a bit of a shitstorm on Twitter. Okay. And this is where my rage came in. Oh, not just that it's shutting down. No, like, I mean, that was just like, all right, I guess. Like, I'm, I, don't know. I would say I'm disappointed, but I am I, too. But I'm but, not like, yeah, like myself. I also don't know how much I was actually going to be playing the game anyways, right? Yeah, it's not like we were thinking a huge amount of time into it. No, like, we played it every once in a while, but, you know, it's... it's the way we play games is we just kind of, like, find. You know, like, we'll find yeah. something, we'll sink a month into it, and then we'll move on. Yeah. You know? But, like like I said, I'm disappointed. I, I don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. It's the people on Twitter 
that annoyed the shit out of me. Go figure. Because I feel like everyone in the goddamn world has never actually played the fucking game. Right. <laughs> and all they're doing is just bandwagoning on everyone else they've heard, and meanwhile, no one actually has a valid fucking opinion. Right. <laughs> all right, so, like, the most popular response on this thing was someone named Morgan Le Fay. Okay. All right. Uh, the response, it had real potential, but they refused to listen to their player base and make the changes that people requested since Alpha. They had a vision in their minds and would not budge on it one bit. And so, like, Wildstar before them, an excellent idea gets killed by inflexibility. And still to this day, they refuse to make the changes players have been asking for that would draw people back to the game. They would rather just shut it all down instead of doing the work to make the changes needed that go against their vision. Also, to be clear, this is not aimed at the developers, programmers, or staff that worked on the game. I am sure they worked their asses off and did the best they could with what they were allowed to do. This is aimed squarely at the corporate. It's the higher-ups' fault, not the devs. Okay. And someone responded with, I'm just genuinely curious as a fly on the wall, but what were the main problems? I don't know because I honestly never tried it. Now I need to find the actual... Because uh, the person responded that, read the person who... Read another response I made to someone else, basically. Mm-hmm. And so this is Morgan Le Fay's response to someone saying, what would you change about the game? Okay. All right. I only played a bit of the open beta, so I am not super well-versed in it. F*** you. F*** everything about you. You f***ing bitch. It, it sounds like... <laughs> the, the, that one statement sounds like so, like, flag-planty and, like, I've, I've been here since the beginning and I know everything. Yeah, exactly, right? It's like, it's like, it's like I only played a little bit of it, so you have no valid opinion on what is, is and is not wrong with this game. At all. Not in the slightest. Uh, it's like, but I know I heard many people talking about needing a more ARPG control scheme, a more mob-populated world, and different ways of scaling up less like a mobile game, more like an ARPG. What do you mean, like, a mobile game? Yeah. You just leveled by killing shit, just like every other ARPG that ever existed. It felt very ARPG to me. Yeah, exactly. A more ARPG control stream. I'm sorry, I used 1, 2, 3, 4 to cast my spells. That's how I play ARPGs. Everything was the same. I used my mouse to move. Just like I play every other ARPG, everything was the exact same. So that makes no sense whatsoever. As it is, it just felt clunky to control a chore to level your abilities and a lot of endless running and backtracking through the mostly empty world. Oh, I know what their issue is, the, the spell pages thing. Yeah, right? Like, okay, okay. deal with it. Yeah. Clunky and to I, control, the only thing clunky... I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that. The, it, it didn't feel super sharp. No, it didn't. The main issue being the fact that your map and perspective would rotate every time you teleported. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. That was garbage. You like, yeah. I appreciate the ability to rotate your cameras, because then it yeah. allowed them to be more creative in how they built the world. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why Diablo has a set camera. Yeah, there is. Right? And it just helps you keep track of where you're doing stuff, mm-hmm. and like, and this was just like the first one that stri- like striked uh, my rage, basically, right? Yeah. You know, like there was there was someone else who responded to Todd Anderson being Todd Anderson. That man needs to be kicked in the nuts, just just once, not rep- not like super hard. He just needs it because he deserves it. Just a wake up, <laughs> yeah, just a wake up call. Here's the deal: you're an asshole. Someone responded, is like, oh, it's good that they're finally shutting down this heavily overly monetized game that, so you know, like, was extremely, uh, oh, what the hell word do they use? It was like meant, they're like, it created a prey upon people. So here's, here's one of my things that I think about with it and stuff like that. I think one of the reasons they shut it down is because they're like, how do we monetize this long term? Well, that's the thing. Like, the game wasn't monetized. Like you could buy pages and stuff, but like I, I basically was never compelled to buy pages, and that's probably an issue. Yeah, like the thing is, you could only buy one of three different pages a day, right? And it was random. The three different pages, you, the, the 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 three pages or the three spell pages you could buy. There was only three. You could never. You couldn't. You could go on the auction house and effectively buy more if you yeah. wanted to, but that was entirely in-game gold currency driven. Yeah. That's you couldn't buy gold. The only thing you could buy was Aether. Yeah. Or sorry, you could buy Zen, which you could convert Zen into Aether. Yeah, but I a- mean obviously it's Yeah, I mean it's a crypto game. It's gonna be it's it is what it is, but like the actual things you could buy in the game were pointless. Yeah, like there wasn't a lot to buy. There was like some cosmetic stuff. Yeah, like, and, like the, well like, you but, could yeah. 
you could buy class unlocks, but you, as a free-to-play person, the first time you actually got to the point where you needed to a new class, you already had earned enough in-game currency to buy a new one. Yep. Done. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's no reason to, like, sure, if you end up buying class you don't like, you, you should just play through it to level 30 because it's going to make all your other characters better because that's just the way the game worked. But it didn't force, like, you would just had the ability to get to the in-game currency to actually do it. Like, there was nothing that ever made me be like, man, I really should, well, I really need to spend money on this game. I mm-hmm. did because I'm a goddamn whale and I can't control yeah. myself. Like, a couple of the, like, one of the events had some FOMO, but that's about it. Or the yeah, like, like spellbook pages, but it's like, or with the special spells. Yeah, but the thing is, even with those, you need 14, and the event runs for 28 days. Yeah. You can get one a day. You literally need to play once every two days, and you got it. Yeah. Right? Like, everyone's complaint about this game just made no goddamn sense. Everything I've ever, like, no one actually made the valid complaints. They were always like, oh my god, it's just like the company is so money hungry and all they're trying to do is like get money from people, blah, blah. And the game and like the game just like runs like shit, blah, blah, which to be fair, sometimes it did. It didn't, right? It did not run amazing. None of Cryptic's games run amazing. Though, yeah, that's, fair. yeah, like that's just kind of their thing, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and like valid complaint, obviously. Like, yeah, like, per, like there are perfectly valid complaints, but the number of people who I've seen bandwagon about how shit the game is, and then once you actually confront them about it, their response is, well, I haven't really played that much. Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah. And like, I kind of blame Sean Plot for this, day nine. Because he streamed it and like he kind of like went off the deep end and everyone just bandwagoned onto him. Mm -hmm. And like he had valid complaints about the game, but he was also playing day one launch. Yep. Which obviously (laughs) is not going to be that good. Anyone who thinks it is going to be, sure, it's an open beta. You know what open betas exist for? Stress testing bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's also like a cop out in the games design world right now that a game is never out of beta, but that's a whole nother rant, right? <laughs> that's more along the lines of games as a service than it is yeah. like, you know. But it's so. like just because he said that, and like I'm sure, like like I said, he had actual valid complaints about the playing of the game, you know? Because mm-hmm. like if you're used to playing RP- ARPGs and mm-hmm. suddenly your spells are random, it's going to feel weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you have yeah. to get used to what you're doing. There's a reason why I exclusively only was a spellcaster when I played the game. Yeah. Right? But, like, that's another thing is, like, the game had so much freedom and versatility in what you could and could not play. Yeah. You like, know? Re- I, I think some of the issues, though, that it had, too, were some of that lack of definition. Like, yeah. Especially, like, you know, it's like. You, you almost know, had I, too I got this, many options. Like, I got a second class, you know? Mm hmm. And it's like, well, I'm just going to do the exact same thing I was doing before. Yeah, I mean, that's what yeah, I did. Yeah, right? Like, I didn't change my, my main deck at all or anything and stuff like that. And just kept playing it. And it worked just fine. Yeah, when when I switched... Uh, the only time I actually switched the deck I was playing is when I had I unlocked the Demir class. I did actually switch to casting blue-black spells. I just oh, cut yeah. the red out of my deck. Because, like, at the... I just... I didn't... Because I knew that the the classes had an effect an affinity towards a mana color. I didn't know if it actually affected the cards in your deck and all, but I'm like, yeah. I'm playing a Demir Infiltrator. I might as well cast Demir Let's spells, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be able to cast my Demir specific creature, so you kind of have to build the deck to be able to do so. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's it's sad because I think there were a lot of really good points with the game. Honestly, yes. I do. I think like. I love the deck system. I think they should. I think that should be used in another game. Like if they do another, uh, like ARPG magic game, I think that should be a component. Yeah, like, like I, I think it's awesome. And like and I think one of the biggest things that hurt this game too is that it wasn't an MMO. Not in the original, not in the true sense. Yes. Yeah, and I think it would have been better if it was. I mean, not, not the, I don't think the game would have been better if it was. I think the game would have been more air quotes successful if it was. Yeah, maybe. Like the big problem with any MMOs, though, is like you are competing with WoW and Final Fantasy XIV, yeah. which at this point are juggernauts in the industry. They are. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who play Magic who might be tempted to play a Magic MMO who already invest a lot of time into those. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the question of how do you monetize your MMO? Yeah, exactly. 
Because outside of WoW, I don't think subscription-based is a valid thing anymore. No, you can't sub anymore. It just doesn't work. There's very few few where you can just do a straight sub to play. Yeah, and the only reason WoW can still do it is because they've been doing it for years. Because it's WoW, and honestly, they... They're still one of the best designed MMOs out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm still constantly tempted to play again, so... Right. You know. <laughs> like, here's the deal. My wife, who is not a gamer, like... Uh, there's been points in, in life where it's like, ah, oh, we should play WoW again, and she kind of gives me the look like, yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> but then realize it's like, no, that would destroy it. And she loved it, so... Yeah. Yeah, she was like the master of go farm 12 horse cocks. Yeah, it was like... That's what she's. She always says she's like, I just want to play games with quests. She's like, I like that. Mm. She's like, give me, give me anything. Let me go collect twenty wolf dicks, and I'm set. But all right, well, Magic Legends, your time was too soon. Yep, you you were not amazing, but you were worthwhile in my opinion. I do not regret in the slightest any anything I have put into the game, either money or time. Yep. Well, you get your money back, so yeah. <laughs> so whatever. Okay. Well. Now we're feeling good. Nothing else is bothering yeah. you. No, nothing else. Just four more topics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Next up, mm-hmm. the world's prize cut. I, I didn't really pay attention to this. I saw like blurbs of it and was like, man, I don't want to go down the internet rabbit hole. Uh, so Watsy did a pretty decent job of hiding this. Okay. Uh, basically, the same day that uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms started getting preview seasons is when they just randomly put out a thing talking about the fact that the prize pool for Worlds was going to be $250,000. Oh, All right. be what, like a million? It was one million last year. Huh. And they announced it this year's as being one million. Oh. So they effectively took $750,000 out of the prize pool. Hmm. And they didn't properly announce it. I mean, that sounds like organized play. Right? So here's the deal. That is shitty. That is pretty shitty, yeah. That is really shitty. Like, you know, you promise people something, they've been working towards it for a year, and then you're just like, here, like, the actual EV for people who are, like, earned their spot in that was gigantic. Mm-hmm. Right? To just be like up and be like, nah, not yeah, doing that. We're gonna fart on your balls. <laughs> Which to like once again in their defense, just like every other corporation ever, it was in their contract that they could change the prize pool at will with no warning. I mean, we can still call them assholes for it. Yeah, we can just Watsi and the people who made this decision are assholes. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the world is a bigger asshole. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. Uh, actually, it's not everyone else in the world. I'm specifically calling out two people in this case. Okay. All right, <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah, apparently. So I I would like to preface this with saying that I am of the opinion that Jerry Thompson and Brian Gottlieb are two actually really good people. Mm-hmm. Right? They want to do good in the world. They want them to leave the world a better place. Yep. All right. I think Jerry Thompson goes about it the wrong way a lot. Okay. He is clearly someone who has some issues, and sometimes he lets those issues get in the way of him trying to be a better person, right? Uh, Brian Gottlieb, I'm less sure about. <laughs> like, I don't know if he actually has like any like actual underlying issues outside of just oh, you yeah. know, he he has a very firm opinion on what the world should be, okay, not what it actually is. Okay. They both had like a 40 minutes pseudo rant in the beginning of one of their podcasts, which I listened to because once again, I value their opinions, right? Okay. Like what I'm just going to, I would like to reiterate, I do not think these two are bad people. Mm -hmm. I think they are both entitled pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Shout out, like, Jerry Thompson once put his money where his mouth is and sat out Worlds, made an announcement that I'm not playing, right? He's willing to put his, like, he's actually willing to sacrifice things to do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I applaud him for that. But Brian Gottlieb can just go to hell. (laughs) Because he, 
on this podcast, he was like, he was talking about it. Like, he's like, the problem with magic is that it's just like the best game in the world. And it's like, I just view it as a puzzle and I just feel a need to always complete that puzzle. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why he sticks with, that's why he sticks with magic. That's why, Mm -hmm. that's why no matter what Watsi does, he hasn't been pushed away. But then he had the goddamn audacity. He was like, well, people always ask me, you know, why do I actually, why do I buy the cards if I have such a big problem with magic? And he's like, and I'm like, I've always bought the cards because that's just how you need to play the game. You know, you can't play the game without the cards and he wants to be able to solve the puzzle. So he's like, but you know, if there's not going to be any competitive magic, if there's not going to be organized play, there's nothing stopping me from actually just, you know, buying the fake cards and using those to play the game instead you that is there's a lot of things stopping you from doing that like a it's illegal you're a goddamn like past the bar accredited lawyer who decided to quit his job because he wasn't enjoying it and now does magic for a living like you know what laws are two buying proxies does actively damage the game because if their watsi's not making money they'll stop making the game you dumbass it's like have some if if you want to actually stick by your goddamn guns actually stop playing the game don't say that everyone should go out and start buying fake carts mm-hmm. that is just the most asinine argument i've ever heard in my goddamn life and then he just decides to take his stupidity and just dial it up to 11. Because he's like, yeah, I'm probably done buying cards on a MTGO. I'm probably just going to rent cards from Mana Traders. Where the f*** do you think they get their cards from? <laughs> do you think Mana Traders just has a deal with Watsi that Watsi's just like, here you go, have a bunch of cards to sell or to lend to people. No cost, just free ones and zeros. That's, that's like the equivalent of being like, oh man, it's like... Well, I'm not gonna build my like sweatshops in the third world. I'm just gonna like outsource it to different companies. Yeah, right. That do that. Do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Like, think of the stupidity that you say before you actually say it. Especially as a lawyer, you should know to think of the stupidity you say before you say it. Maybe like, I didn't like the job. I mean, maybe. It's like, like here once again. I understand why he's angry. I understand why Jerry is angry. I understand all of this shit. <laughs> Their anger is valid too. Their Let's anger is that. perfectly like, valid. I, I they, agree they, with them. They are completely in the right to be angry. Yes, but your way of circumventing having to give Watsi money is some of the most stupidest bullshit I've ever heard in my goddamn yeah. life. It, it's it's kind of one of those nut up or shut up sort of things. It's yeah. Like, if you actually think it, like then don't buy the cards. Yeah. I mean, uh, he went off, he like got like super depressed and he's like, yeah, the problem is even if everyone who listens to us stop buying the secret layers, I don't, I think it would, it wouldn't matter. It would just be a drop in the bucket. I'm like, yeah, it would be because there's a lot of casual people who love that shit. And, and that's the thing is, is like, but it, people need to remember that there's a lot of people who do love that shit. Like, yeah. And, and are getting a lot of enjoyment out of it and getting their money's worth out of it. Yeah. Like, and here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you doing something is a drop in the bucket in someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, you doing something because everyone else is doing it anyways and they won't notice you're protesting isn't a reason to not protest. Right. You should still stand by your goddamn guns. Mm-hmm. Right? Have the balls to do that if you're going to whine about it on the internet. Yeah, I would actually call them out on it, but I—it's really easy for them to just block me, and it would get nowhere. So, I mean, you can do it. (laughs) Here's the deal: if anyone hearing me bitching about them would like to invite me on their podcast to have a more concise, less expletive-filled discussion, I am more than happy. (laughs) It's never going to happen, but just saying. But hey, it's out there. You shoot us an email, and we'll we'll get john on there <laughs> yeah i will personally get on there i will i i i promise you i will not swear at you on your own podcast actually i'm not going to promise you that because i can get real angry sometimes here's the deal though when you get when you get into a really good debate even when i'm being a troll you've been pretty good about stuff until i'm at, until you understand i'm actively trying to antagonize you yes <laughs> <laughs> but until then you're civil um yeah yeah uh <laughs>
All right. But yeah. Yeah, that is kind of that is shitty that they they did it. Like, I, I don't have a problem with them cutting the prizes. I have a problem with how they handle the announcements of this stuff. Always. Yeah, like, and I mean, it's it is kind of the biggest complaint people are saying about it is the fact that Watsi is having like a record year, and now they're cutting prize support. The thing that a you, lot you of know, you know what it is is because they're try, they're dialing back organized play. Yeah, but and but here's the thing though, like. A lot of people end up pointing this out anytime someone makes that complaint. The money that they're making is not necessarily does not immediately equate to money they can put into OP. Yeah, that's not how companies work. Exactly too. And also, if you're like, "Oh, we made a shitload of money this year. How are we making that money?" And they're like, "Well, this organized play thing is losing us money." Then they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Oh, that then." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, how about we how about we go over here to this all this crazy electronic stuff and the kids on their twitches and things and we'll just, you know, keep throwing money at these people. Yeah. That makes us a lot more money. Cool. Or secret layers. Or secret layers. Because oh, that was, people like shiny things. That was another thing that he complained about is Watsi's just throwing away a bunch of their reprint equity. So here's the goddamn deal. <laughs> Anyone who's complaining about reprint equity is effectively just complaining that their cards are going to be worth less money in the future. And that's what it is. It's like in one, like in one breath, they're bitching about oh, people can't get into these formats because they're so expensive. And in the next breath, it's like you're throwing away air quotes reprint equity. Yeah. So like make up your goddamn mind. Are you a man of the people who wants things to be better for everyone in organized play? Or do you want your cards to be worth something? Yeah. Can, can we wear a sign so they can reprint dual lands? Mm. Or I, 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 reprint the reserve list so I can play Legacy with people, man, because Legacy is is amazing, and I want to play it with people. Or you know, there's option C, which is you take a garden rake, mm-hmm. you turn it sideways, <laughs> and you shove it up your own goddamn ass. <laughs> All right. Well, there, now that we've just, got the now just we've got the reasonable solutions out of here, just try and scoop your head out of it. That's all you got to do. Uh, all right. Just gonna use that Drake sideways so you can make an <laughs> opening big enough to get your head out. All right. Ego's getting stuck somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, right. Which is great coming from us. That's right. <laughs> all right. Next up, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms availability. This was announced this morning, actually. Oh, I've, I've, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, this was announced this morning. This is the reason why I made this document. <laughs> okay, that's why I ate in the morning. And like, John is pissed. <laughs> All right, so Watsi announced this morning that for the pre-release slash uh, beginning of Adventures in the Forgotten Realms release time. Yep. Draft boosters and set boosters are going to have limited availability okay, because of shipping reasons. Okay, makes some amount of sense. It makes a lot of sense if you understand the state of the world right now. Hey, man, if, if I want to order a laptop for somebody at work, I'm, I'm a two to three month wait. Yeah, like the cost of shipping has gone up either by two, 2.5 times to 10 times. Yeah. Getting freight is awful right now. Freight is astronomically expensive. Mm-hmm. And you want to know something? The odds are, Watsi has to pay a shit ton of money to ship all these cards. Yeah, like, that's the thing with physical cards, is, is that you have to bring them from one place to another. <laughs> yeah, and people were throwing a fit about it, like, oh, of course, all the collector boosters will still be available. Like, well, yeah, because those are limited print, and they don't make many of them. Yeah, they're easier you know? to ship from one location to another, more than likely, or in smaller amounts. Oh yeah, I mean, especially because the boxes are like f- literally just four packs. <laughs> or it's, it's more than that. It's like twelve yeah. packs, but still, the boxes are small. And depending right? on where they're printed, too, is a big thing. Yeah, the answer like, they're I not mean, printed has, to the same place as other stuff. Yeah, that has a lot of a lot of lot to do with it. Because I know, like, where is their their main one? Like one of their main printers is Belgium. I think Cart- Cart- I think that's where Carta Monday is. That's going to um, be expensive. <laughs> well, that's where the, like the main sets were printed for a long time. That's their first printer they had. Mm-hmm. There's other places that print stuff too, but I I feel like special stuff like that is printed in the U.S. Yeah, I, that would make sense. Um, Which obviously I know, have, I know they have like I think it, it is actually like somewhere in Japan that prints the Japanese stuff. I can't remember though, but um, yeah, I, I'm not obviously not an expert on Watsi logistics, but. 
Yeah, so in a shocking turn of events, shipping's expensive, and when you're only shipping something within the United States, it ends up being a lot cheaper and a lot faster. Not when you're shipping from across the goddamn world. And anyone at all who is complaining about availability of this this the, like this set is going to be hot hot fire the set looks dope it looks awesome right the set may not look super powerful but it looks dope as shit everything about it looks dope as shit i'm so excited for this set right I don't be, honestly i was like when this set came out i'm like i like that they're doing the crossover but honestly like forgotten realm stuff can kind of like you know eat my ass a little bit mm-hmm even I'm kind of like, oh, this looks pretty dang good, actually. Like, <laughs> here's the thing: it's called Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, you know, the deck of many things is not a Forgotten Realms exclusive item. Yeah, they got a lot of sweet D and D references going. They on. got a lot of. There's just a lot of sweet cards in it. Yeah, but, but. so moral of the story: yes, this set is going to be really, really big. Yes, I'm sure Watsi's aware it's going to be really, really big. No, Watsi is not in charge of the entire world shipping. Pay attention to the actual world around you and realize that something inconveniencing your ability to play a children's card game <laughs> is literally small potatoes. I'm just going to say that we're having trouble getting medical stuff. So, um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, your card game is a little slow. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we, were, we were literally waiting on ventilator parts from Sweden for a long time. Yeah. For months, yeah, during a global pandemic, that affected the lungs. That required a shit ton of ventilators. Yeah, so so um, <laughs> your cardboard with fancy pictures on it can go blow itself. Yeah, so kind of you know put put some things in perspective a smidge. Yeah, I mean nothing's gonna put anything in perspective for those people because you know yeah first world problems. First world problems. <laughs> All right. Alright, this next one's a relatively short one. I'm sure you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, like, so I, I read your title and I'm like, isn't it always? <laughs> That's the point! Okay. Uh, uh, there's been some consternation lately about the popper format being in a bad place. Currently, one of the best decks you can play is Affinity, because it has a strictly better Mirror Enforcer in it now. Oh and you can god. just, and they're like, oh my god, they finally reprinted Gorilla Shaman, everyone can get them, and then they made artifact lands that are indestructible. Oh no, you mean you can't stone rain someone out of the game? Because that sounds like fun gameplay. Uh. So, it's like, so Affinity is like the second most popular deck at like 20% of the meta, and some other deck is like 40% of the meta, and people are once again complaining about Popper being in a bad place. Popper is always in a bad place. Yes. Popper because, is... because you set nonsensical restrictions on your thing. Like, sorry. Okay. Whatever. Like, the problem with Popper is the problem with every other format in Magic. Yep. When people take it seriously, it turns to shit. Yep. If you're just playing a format for fun, like Popper should be. Yep. Like, there's no reason there should be Popper Leagues or Popper Grand Prix or Popper Side Events. Oh, Popper Side Events are fine. Yeah. Side, event. side Events are fun, right? But, like, yeah. if you incentivize people to play the best thing, everyone is going to play the best thing. Yep. That is what people do. That is what... That is what the... If you are playing Magic Online, you're not playing for fun. Yep, exactly. You're playing to win. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You don't go on Magic Online with the intent of burning hundreds of dollars for nothing. Right. Right? You know, arguably, you don't play FNM necessarily just for fun. You're playing with yeah. the intent of winning. Yeah, like, even when I go to an FNM, if, if I go to an event in person, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm going to slit your throat style win, but like, but like, I'm going there. I'm not screwing around. I'm going to, I'm like, going to try to win games, you know? Exactly. But like, if we're playing at a kitchen table, man, actually, pre-releases, I'm a little lighter on. But I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I've, I've said before, I'm extremely lenient on at pre-releases unless I'm playing against a friend of mine. Yeah, unless you're playing against me when I'm dying. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> otherwise, if it's at, but if it's at like my kitchen table or something like that or with other people, it's like, yeah, who cares? Like, we're just gonna, we're gonna do whatever, and it's gonna be utter nonsense. 
Yeah. In in regards to that uh, holding my friends with things, I actually in my game one of my games against Russ yesterday, he like cast a five mana reanimation spell that can either reanimate two creatures with power two or less, or one creature and give it two plus one plus one counters. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna bring back these two things, and it's and he's like, the one of the things you can get back was a bone shredder, but all of my creatures were black, mm-hmm. so if he brought it back, he had to kill his own things. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'll just bring back this bigger thing." I'm like, "No, you said two. You said two or less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your choices are get that bone shredder or just get the one creature." <laughs> yeah, he still crushed me two zero. So at that yeah, point, right. I was just being a petty asshole. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you if I know you are a good magic player, I will hold you to being a good magic player. Mm-hmm. Which is why you let me get away with a whole lot of stuff. Too much, probably, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing a huge dig on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah popper yeah popper is a is a format that has so much potential to just do cool shit and people ruin it by trying to be competitive exactly like i have very fond memories of us brewing up that that uh cons of tarkir block popper or whatever deck i think it it was it was standard popper standard popper yeah that standard pop cons of tarkir standard though (laughs) Yeah, popper deck, and like like that was awesome. That was awesome, and apparently that was just like one of the best decks in the format. Unexpectedly, we had no idea. We're just like, let's brew something. Yeah, like I'm gonna brew this. It's gonna be dope. And I play against one guy who actually went off the deep end and was like looking up like the best possible decks to play. He played like mono black devotion with great merchant of asphodel, and I <laughs> ran him the hell over. He's like, yeah. Did you like look up decks or something? I'm like, no, I just really wanted to make as many goblin tokens as possible. I mean, I just wanted to live my dream in life. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, this is like the second or third best deck in the format. I'm playing the best deck in the format. I'm like, oh, you don't say. How's that working for you? <laughs> it's like, I mean, honestly, like the, the like formats that aren't solved, obviously, the ones where it's just like, oh, we're going to do them really quick, are the ones that I find the most fun. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, Ixalan block constructed is still like just has this huge place in my heart. Oh yeah, like the the it's like Ixalan block constructor was dope. That brewing and that, the and, and that format was just awful <laughs> in in reality. It was literally, one of the decks was just like its entire win condition was looping that stupid gain life spell, which was kind of amazing. It, which was amazing. <laughs> like I think we literally at one point in we were, when we were playing that control deck with that same air quotes win con, um, we put in uh, over or yeah, overwhelming intellect or something like that. Uh yeah, I think it's what it's called. It, where it's like draw twelve cards or some shit like that. Seven mana draw seven. Draw seven mana draw seven, so you could target your opponent and have them draw out. <laughs> yeah, that that was our win con in the mirror. That was our mirror breaker. Yeah, but then we went to that Jun deck and it was awesome. We. I made that. That I made that Jun deck. That deck was. I dope. I went to the Jun deck as well. I never said yeah. anything about making it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just gonna point out we we slash me like the the control. I'm, gonna, deck was, I'm just gonna ride on your on your coattails for this the con- one. The control deck was definitely a we right. Me and you worked together on that control deck. We, we built that control deck pretty hard. But we were at the forefront. We were the first people. Like everyone else was like, "Oh my god, dinosaurs!" Right? Because they were yeah, like, we're like, they were like, yeah. dinosaurs was like level zero, and we're like, "Man, you could just crush dinosaurs with settler wreckage," right? And then we're just like, <laughs> control back. But then we're like, "Well, man, you can't really like. You need to play like, you know, obviously you need blue, but you need black." And we're like, "Does the mana work?" They're like, yes, the mana works. Yes, the mana works. Esper. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, everybody else is like, lol, two color, and we're like, what? Yeah, we're like, get on my level. Get I'm my awesome. Level. And then it's like, what other decks can you play with three colors of mana? Well, because, well, everyone else started playing the mirror, right? Because, yep. like, everybody else started playing Esper, too. Yeah. Like, people suddenly realized, oh my God. And then it's like, well, playing the mirror sucked. Yeah, the mirror was not fun because literally you could just get into stalemates. Yeah, like, here's the thing we had a stupidly high win rate in the mirror. Yeah. Like, because we next leveled. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You know, so like, but like, the thing is. <laughs> Next level with our fucking 10 mana Seven, seven mana draw seven, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just had to run them out of counter spells. It was unbeatable. Yep. It was surprisingly easy to run them out of counter spells. Right. But then, like, the mirror could take an hour to win a single game. Yes, and it was easily an hour. so bad. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, all right. Or, uh, that's what I was like. All right. So if Esper mana works, that means Jun mana should work. Yeah. 
Well, like, what card do I love? Lava axe. <laughs> <laughs> I love lava axing people. <laughs> uh, why not have lava axe on a dinosaur? <laughs> oh my god. We just like wrap it back around to dinos, basically. Yeah, we wrapped it. Well, kind of. I mean, like, it, was, it was not a dinos deck. It was a junk deck. Yeah, it just happened to play a five mana. As I referred to it as the mono red reality smasher. Yeah. As one of its best win cons. Also, wasn't oh no, I'm like, was that the deck running recover? Yes, that had the, the as a one of that had your called your called shot where you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, we just need to draw recover, get it back in their dead, and you do recover, and I scream so loud that I woke up my roommate. <laughs> you woke up. You shouted. You shouted. Get the opponent over and over so loud that you woke up your roommates. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I woke up the neighbors. Uh, you were so, uh, you were pretty stoked about that. I was. That was such a beautiful, beautiful draw. Yeah. That man. That deck was an abomination, though. If you like, really looked at it, it was beautiful. I, I don't I, care. It was a beautiful abomination. I don't think we have any deck lists anywhere for it, unfortunately. Uh, one second. I might. Because I distinctly recall, recall playing two Dinosaur Hunters, a 2-mana two 2-2 two -two in black with Death Touch for Dinosaurs, because you <laughs> needed it to bridge the gap to the late game against the Dinosaurs. I'm not going to say I have a OneNote document with Arena Deck Archive from January 23rd, <laughs> 2018, where I have Esper Control and Jund. <laughs> you should... Let me know that we we're gonna have a bit of a tangent. What's that deck list? All right, so the Jund one was, and this is just in order, lands included and everything. So four swamps, two ravenous chupacabra. Obviously, I didn't make the deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, two Veraska's contempt, four lightning strikes, three mountains, a burning sun's avatar, four merfolk branch walkers, five forests, one death gorge scavenger, one ripjaw raptor. Four Dragon Skull Summits, two Duress, one Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> it was necessary. That card was good when it was good. Um, it was. Four Evolving Wilds, two Moment of Craving, a Fiery Cannonade, a Repeating Barrage, three Rekindling Phoenix, two Charging Monstrosaur, one Regisaur Alpha, one Recover, one Faraska Relic Seeker, four Ripbound Craig, three Thrashing Brontodon, one Journey to Eternity, which is awesome. That card one, is great. One Dire Fleet Daredevil, and one Angrath the Flame Chain. <laughs> so hear me out. Every card in that deck needed to be in there. <laughs> I think our, like, the, the amounts of them are just utter nonsense. I love it. <laughs> What's the most common? What is the most correct number to ever play of a magic card? Zero. <laughs> what is the second most correct number to play of a magic card? One or four? Accurate. I was a big fan of ones yep, and yeah, twos like, oh, so good. and threes. <laughs> I wonder if this, this must have been a late version of the Esper Control deck because it has a Mastermind's Acquisition in it. Uh, that sounds about right. With over overflowing insight, that's the card. Overflowing insight, yeah, not overflowing yeah, intellect. Because yeah. we had that in the sideboard, is what it was, and then uh, I would masterminds it out. Or yeah, yeah, because as the format got more aggressive, you couldn't play it in the main because it was really bad against everyone except the mirror. Yeah, sanguine sacrament. That was the card. Yeah, that abomination of a card. God damn, <laughs> man, that Jun deck was so good. Uh, that Jun deck was dope. Like. Once again, a stupidly high win rate with that deck. We we both of us won more games than we ever should have with the with both of those decks. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, to be fair, I like never actually played the Esper deck. I just watched over your shoulder. Oh, that Esper deck was so cool. I just didn't. I refused to play the mirror, so I would not play that deck. And I knew there was no chance of anyone ever playing Junt against me. I like so. how one of our next level plays at one point was to put in that stupid dinosaur that board wiped. Yeah. Awakening Sun's Avatar? Yeah, Awakening Sun's Avatar. Yeah. Oh, man. That was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I just thought of that. Yeah. Uh, we were on the forefront of the meta on, in Ixalan block constructed. Man, I, I remember the Burning Sun's Avatar, though. It was so hard to actually cast. But when you did, it was just like... Yeah. It was just super important, right? Because it was a big, dumb idiot that could kill something. Yeah. 
and like you needed that like you needed something that was bigger as an as a way to actually close out the game mm-hmm. god yeah. that deck was beautiful yeah like that journey to eternity 2 was something that almost never activated but like when it did it was like you just felt like you couldn't lose oh yeah i mean i, I mean, you're I, bringing back sevens eights and nines basically like what are you gonna do right yeah, exactly. And like you had the combi- the combo with the thrashing Brontodon to just mm-hmm. do it. I mean, literally was that the deck? Or am I thinking of a different deck where um uh, Oh no, I was thinking of Snake, never mind. Yeah, in Snake I sideboarded a Journey to Eternity. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of Snake where we cut Jade Light Ranger because like it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, that was Snake. We cut it in Snake. <laughs> we we cut it in Snake and instead played Thrashing Brontodon. Because th- oh. I love Thrashy B. That card has just got a place yeah. in my heart. Because he, we we needed the consistency. The three four mm-hmm. body was extremely relevant. It was it almost was super, impossible it was to super kill. Good in that format. And like, unless you got really lucky with Snake into J Light Ranger, which your Snake would have to survive, the J Light Ranger would also die to deal three damage. Yep. You know, like I I do once again think that the I I. I don't always think I'm playing the best deck. I tend to a lot of the time I will play worse decks yeah. because it's what I enjoy. I do think that, especially at the local level, my version of Snake was the best version of Snake. I'm going to go with it too because I love that. Actually, that is that. did I get into an invitation with that deck? Yes, you, you earned your way into an invitation with it. Yeah, flex my nuts on that one. But I mean, like, I went back-to-back game days playing that deck with no changes. Yep. Which is insane yeah but all right popper sucks popper sucks <laughs> move on <laughs> one last topic okay this i am once again calling out brian godlieb oh poor brian i know he's fine he's moving all over the country and living next to a bunch of turtles now I... he also tweeted this morning that He's extremely uninterested and disappointed in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms because he is he has yet to actually write an article about any of the cards because he none of the cards really interested him. He didn't want to try and find the interest to then write an article to then have it just be invalidated three days three days later. It's been three days and still nothing has struck his fancy. And he was complaining today about the fact that there are some commander-only cards being released with Adventures in the Forgotten Realm that he thinks would be really cool if they were in standard because they actually are at a standard power level, is what he said. But he doesn't get to talk about them because they're not going to be in standard. Okay, Dear Brian, what the f*** is standard power level? <laughs> Let's... Let's go check out uh, Drain and we'll talk about standard power level. I can't help but notice how often you complain about the fact that nothing else, nothing that excites you is good in standard because Throne of Eldraine pushes it out. You want to know how we fix that problem of sets like Throne of Eldraine pushing out all the cool shit you want to play? We print sets at a weaker power level until we stabilize back at a reasonable power level when Throne of Eldraine rotates out, and everything is all hunky-dory, finey-dandy again. But you know what? You gotta get to that point. And being a whiny little shit, because you're not able, nothing excites you on its power level, when all you do is complain about the power level of other sets, is asinine. I'm sorry you don't find joy in all the sweet references to old things that a lot of people have nostalgia for. I'm sorry that your only joy you actually feel about magic is finding the way to solve the puzzle, and that's what you like to do. But for all intents and purposes, you are the prime example of what is wrong with magic right now. Because you are someone who advocates exclusively playing the best deck you can in every format. And people doing that is why formats grow stale and why formats grow boring. And then people whine and complain that all they do is play the mirror match. You are quite literally reaping what you have sown. Deal with it. 
Thank you for coming to this TED Talk. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that prepared? No. Okay, because it sounded really good. Um, so here's, here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. I am actually a surprisingly good talker when I'm in the mood for it. Yeah, fair enough. I have to obviously be in a position where I'm not constantly going, um, uh, 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 like, if I'm truly honestly speaking from, like, the heart, as it were, if I'm, if I'm speaking from the red side of me, I stumble over my words a lot less. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I'm not a big D&D guy, but this set looks cool. Right? Yeah, you you hate on D&D all the time. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, I bag on D&D a lot. As somebody who plays a lot of tabletop games and gets kind of like all like frothy in the mouth when people are like, "Oh, so you play D anD D?" Like, <laughs> you know, like I I think there's a lot of really cool stuff in this set, and I think there's a lot of cool flavor, and I think this set's gonna make a lot of people happy. Yeah, I mean, like maybe I would feel different if I actually played standard, but yeah. I have not played standard in so long, at least a year. <laughs> Like, not even on Arena. Yeah. I just don't play Standard. If I'm playing Arena, I'm playing Historic. Hmm. Usually Elves or Goblins. You know? Like, I just... I I haven't felt the desire to play Standard on Arena because I've always just played Standard in person. And Standard is what I play when I'm playing in person. Mm -hmm. You know? I have no reason to play it on arena if i'm playing it in person and now that i'm not playing in person i just have no reason to play it because like while i enjoy playing standard competitively i have no motivation to climb the ladder i don't care about the ladder yeah i have no motivation to just play it for the sake of playing like if i you know like I have to have a reason to play standard. It's not like commander I'll play because it's super easy and fun to play casually. I will play legacy anytime, any day against anyone because I love legacy. Right. Like, <laughs> but I have to have a reason to play standard. Yeah. And I just don't have one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I don't know if I have much to add besides the set looks actually kind of cool. It does. We'll talk about that sometime in the future. Sometime in the future. <laughs> all right. Well, John, are you feeling better at all? Yeah, sure. I I like the little break of like happy joy in the middle of when we were talking about excellent block constructed. I just like good joy out of like like there's our nostalgia. Like yeah. <laughs> so we had like calm, rage, joy. And just seriousness. That's just like all the stages of grief. It's all the, it's all the stages of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but all right, cool. You got anything else to say? You are a anonymous crow. I am. Otherwise, no. Okay. All right. So if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, head to thelocalmeta.com. You can find a link to the Discord and a link to our stream. I think next week it's going to be a stream, right? Yes, because it's just going to be me, right? Yeah, probably, because I'm going to be out of town. So Yeah. Come watch hey. me figure out what the hell to play this time. <laughs> Hopefully something. my audio isn't shit again. Yeah, hopefully we got that fixed, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, head there, check it out. Lots of links to lots of stuff where you can watch us, talk to us, and give us money. So, uh, yeah, John, you got anything else aside the fact that volcanoes are real? or Platypuses are weird. Yeah, they are too, aren't they? All right. Well, cool. I guess Platypus. Platypus. Such a weird name. I mean, there's a lot of weird named crap out there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Uh.